Hi, this is Mark Morris from Squared Co. And you're listening to the Master of One podcast. You can find my sweet stuff on Instagram at Squared Co. Welcome to another episode of the Master of One podcast. The podcast that has the big scoop and we aren't afraid to run it. Part one this week, we talk about Hot Toys Group, CES 2018, and The Post. I'm Andrew, your master of art and design. I'm Patrick, your master of television and film. And I'm Luke, your master of toys and games. So ready the presses, because it's time for another edition. Now, is this still on paper? kick every episode off by going around the table, which is where we talk about something new, fun, and noteworthy about our weeks. Patrick, you look like a guy who's sad, so you can talk first. (laughs) Yeah, no, let me jump into it. So this week I had a chance to see a couple of films. Um, Because I already thought they were horror films. Can we address why you're sad first? (laughs) I feel like otherwise that just seems like a dick thing to say. (laughs) I thought it's just, I just alone. You're alone. I'm always alone on the podcast. Okay, okay I mean, so the deal is Mackenzie, my wife, she's out of town. My she's wife. at Disney. She's riding <laughs> roller coasters and she's flirting with uh, disaster. <laughs> disaster. That's right. And um, anyway, no, she's not here. So I, I have to survive for a, a solid, you know, 36 hours. Do you think you will? More. No, I, th- I would say the odds are against me. Oh, 100%. I think okay. just your mere height means that the odds are against you how high are your mirrors well just anytime you walk in a room with a ceiling fan the odds are instantly stacked against oh one stumble is gonna be it like that's (laughs) the thing like you both of you could stumble multiple times in your lifetime once that's all that's all your head your head is clean off your head it's like jumanji like once they've used two lives and you have to you have to live the rest knowing that like one more and that's you know, so, so we'll you're the see. you're the Nick uh, you're the Nick Jonas of that of this uh, <laughs> exactly like this forty metaphor. years from now I'm still gonna be just sitting drinking margaritas <laughs> just so scared to do anything I only just got one left guys swatting the mosquitoes so anyway um got to see a couple of films this week uh, first all the money in the world um so it was between that and um. Uh, what was the other one? The Darkest Hour. So I, I was trying to see a late film because I, I had to, my wife was actually coming in town from a, a different trip before she left on this one and her plane wasn't getting in until like 1230 or something. So I was trying to purposely see like a late movie and uh, initially I was going to see The Darkest Hour and I got scared that like maybe it would be too serious and I would fall asleep. And mm. uh, And so I thought all the money in the world this might be a bit more exciting because the, the trailer. This the won't trailer be serious bit, at all. <laughs> well, but the but the trailer feels a little bit more um, action oriented. Yeah, it seems like it could have some action. So, sure. so that's what I did when I saw the movie. So, if you don't know, this is the film that 
initially was supposed to star um, Kevin Spacey, and then they actually uh, reshot it with Christopher Plummer. Were there Plummer, trailers or teasers with Kevin Spacey in them? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. The film was finished. So there is a full trailer you can go watch right now that has Kevin Spacey in it. And uh, film was done, and then they dropped him, and they replaced him with Christopher Plummer. And then they went through, and I, I think it's something like in 40 days – they reshot and edited the whole film, like all those parts, at least in the film. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, and other than there's one scene that you can kind of feel a bit of like jankiness where it feels like maybe they overlaid a face or something like that. Other than that one scene, it's totally seamless. You would have no idea. And in, and in fact, I would say that the most compelling performance in the film to me was Christopher Plummer's performance. I thought he was incredible. So uh, the film itself, I mean, it's still fairly new. I imagine people are going to be still trying to see it. So even though it's a historical event that has already happened decades ago, I won't give any spoilers other than to say that um, it just, it missed the mark for me slightly. Like it was 80% of a good film, but the parts where Hollywood kind of interjected history um, you could feel that. And I mean that in a negative way. You could tell when it deviated from what was true and the, the, the tone of the film would shift in those moments. And like I remember Dunkirk. watching it because the idea with the rush to complete the film is so it'd be an awards contender. It would still, you know, be within the season. And while I was watching it, I literally had the thought like, wow, you, you really rushed for, for nothing. <laughs> so that's, that's like a strong remark because I, I did like the film. And, and again, Christopher Palmer's performance was amazing. And so was uh, Michelle Williams. Her performance was just awesome. But I don't think it's the film that maybe they thought they had on their hands. So, uh, the you know, those two performances for. were great. I think it was let down by the sun. It was let down by the, the performance of the kind of the bandits and, and so, or the kidnappers. So anyway, the film's fine. Uh, it's a good film. I don't think it's a great film. It's it's for me. It's only like a six and a half or a seven. If anybody really liked it, I apologize. But the other film, and I'm going to use this to ultimately tee off later in the episode. But I did see uh, the film Spotlight for the first time this week. Now, Spotlight is a 2015 film. It's a newsroom drama, and it talks about the Spotlight division at the Boston Globe and uh, it, when the whole church, like the Catholic Church scandal, was coming out. They were kind of at the forefront of that. Um, and it's, it's just an, a really awesome, amazing, captivating film. I was talking to Luke before the show and I was telling him that, uh, Mark Ruffalo, he, he's one of the main characters in the film. And to me, Mark Ruffalo always plays Mark Ruffalo in the same way that, um, uh, what was the example that I used before? It's a great Luke. question. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, Owen Wilson. Owen yeah, Wilson always plays Owen Wilson. There's never like Owen Wilson doesn't ever play a character. He just he's himself and he has a different name attached to him. That's kind of how I felt about Mark Ruffalo until I watched this film and his character, the mannerisms of the character, the voice of the character are absolutely so captivating that I could just watch it for hours. Like just hmm. incredibly impressed by his performance. So I love Mark f- Ruffalo. He's one of my favorite actors, actually. Yeah, incredible film, and uh, it it really got me in the spirit and ready to see The Post, which we're going to talk about later. So uh, those are my two things for this week. So, Andrew, you can go and take it from me. Sure, a couple quick things. Uh, One, we uh, found out the dates for when our buddy uh, Jared Mariama is going to be at Disney at Epcot, and uh, if you remember, for the if you're Festival a of the Arts, the International the show, Festival yeah. of the Arts, yeah, yeah, I was gonna, I'm gonna get there. Oh, I thought I did, people are listening. Like, why is he gonna be there? 
Yeah. But, and can you imagine someone setting something up and then having a payoff like that? No. <laughs> That's weird. Um, so, yeah. So, if you remember last year, uh, we went out to the International Festival of the Arts. We had a meetup. Um, it was our first time meeting Jared in, in person. Um, and so, this year, he let us know when he was going to be back. And then within 24 hours, uh, Patrick and I had booked tickets. Um, yeah. and so we will be, uh, joining him and Noah Elias and Jay Ratner and Designo Matt and Tim Anderson and Shauna Lynn, Shauna and Adam Lynn, Grayson, um, Adam Grayson, who the heck else? So many freaking people. I'm missing one particular person. And, uh, I'm Lenny Trenzies and maybe Mark bone jetpacks and roller skates might be there. It's, uh, Cameron. It, I'm trying uh, to remember. And then, uh, Callie Hicks, um, is, uh, an incredible artist. She's a Disney artist, um, who we've tried to have on the show a couple times. And, um, just because of her job and all that entails, she hasn't been able to chat with us yet. Um, maybe someday, but, uh, she's gonna, gonna try to make it out there. So we're, we, you know, hopefully mama sauce. So many people, uh, are, are going to come out and, uh, it all kind of came together within 24 hours, which was cool. So more information on that, check the, uh, check our Instagram, check our website for information on that meetup, but it'll be uh, Sunday, February 11th. So we're just a couple of weeks away, um, from getting together down in, Florida. So that was uh that was a big kind and of you're invited. Thing. Did you tell them that they're invited? Everybody's invited. It doesn't Everyone's matter where invited. you are. If you want to fly in from Bermuda, from California, hey Jared, Jared's coming in all the way from California. So yeah. what's your excuse? You know what I'm saying? Um and uh, I mean I guess he's making lots of money to come, but that's beside the point. Uh but yeah, you're invited. I was come surprised on that Jared is taller than I am. That's the biggest thing that surprised me when we met. Yeah. I think Jared so, uh, would be surprised to hear that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that was uh, pretty eventful. The other thing was, uh, speaking of Jared and the uh, Squared Co. podcast, they're doing a show. Um, uh, Squared Co. specifically, Mark Morris is doing a show in conjunction with that cookie company. So, if you saw our episode with Squared Co. when we were in California, we were all eating cookies. Um, they're doing a Doan show. Arrow? In- is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Doe and yeah. Arrow? Doe and Arrow. So, um, so it's Doe and Arrow. Yeah. So they're doing a show in conjunction with them nice. uh, for uh, Valentine's Day, and they're calling it Cute Couples. Um, and I got invited to participate in the show. And so I did um, – I was just trying to think, like, who – like, what cute couples could I do? I needed to stay away from Disney because I'm sure Jared's going to be contributing to the show. And it's like, why even try? He's the king of cute already, and so if he's going to be doing Disney and uh, whatever – um, if he's not doing Disney now, I've, I've shot myself in the foot, but that's fine. So I ca- tried to get a little obscure, but fun with it. So I just, I, uh, decided to go with, um, Brienne of Tarth and, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Tormund. Tormund. Yes. Tormund. Yes. The, uh, the burly ginger bearded, uh, wildling who is infatuated with Brienne. And so, uh, um, I've been working on that piece and, um, in kind of the 11th hour, um, decided, uh, that it would be awesome if I could do a collab. And so I reached out to Doc Reed. I am Reedy Kiss in the Slack channel and he is painting it for me, uh, digitally painting it. So I gave him the pencils and he's painting it. He's already given me, uh, by the time we're recording this, um, he's already given me kind of the color, the color roughs. And I am like ecstatic for it. It's going to be he's super He's making fun. you look good. 
One hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. He's he's taking he's taking what I've scribbled down and he's making it look like art. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm I'm excited to be doing that. And uh, so by the time this airs, that'll be done, and you can just check out um, Instagram, and I will have posted what the the final piece is for that. Uh, but that show is running um, for I think the whole month of of February, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but specifically, it's to to coincide with. Um, Cute couples, Valentine's Day, the month of February is the month of love, that whole idea. So uh, so that's I, I think I'm going to leave it at that for now. So it's been back to drawing and uh, back to Disney uh, nice. and Universal Studios. So with Tim Anderson. So uh, um, that's right. Man, I mean, we're we're going to have a great time in, in Florida. So uh, Luke, take us home, buddy. Yeah. Um, OK, so we talked to Tony Diaz from Industry Print Shop um, last week and I, uh, we had, we saw them at MondoCon, we saw them at Pop-Up Crop, and their stuff is so good. And so I decided yeah. I'm going to order some. So I ordered a hat, I ordered their uh, zip-up parka, like their waterproof jacket. So there's a jacket inside of this. Uh, it's okay. pretty awesome. What does it look like? Well, that means I have to open it, so... <laughs> this is a, vi- I mean, this is a it's visual fine. platform. It's fine, it's not. It's also an auditory platform. yeah. The podcast I, listeners got a hundred percent of the uh, the, the, the experience just then. All right, so, you know, wait, video people. Black. He's unraveling it. It was in a tiny bag. Yeah, that's this. That was the size of like a book, maybe. Yeah, and now he's pulling it out of I the mean, bag. I mean, if you if the book you're getting is a book that size, yeah, yeah, because and books got, come in different it's got sizes. Black printed industry logo Ooh. on it. I love Pretty that. Sweet. It looks like gloss got, on flat. Yeah, and it's yeah. just got a pop of color at the pocket. That's it. Dang. It's awesome. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Do you think so the you guy order- that designed that is the same guy that designed the squeegee pin? I don't know. Maybe. Because that squeegee pin is on point. And that um, jacket's on point. So you ordered that jacket and then you the got jacket, some other jacket. I ordered uh, the hat and then I ordered this shirt, which is their other Skull and Crossbones logo. And they do these big, like, like circle that. badges yeah, and on then, all this stuff. Yep. Yeah, And then it's a pocket tee, so it has that on the pocket. Great. Oh, so that's industry. the back of it, huh? okay. yeah. and then print shop. That's on the back. Okay. They sent Did me, say- also, a bunch of 10-year anniversary stuff. So I ordered three things, and I got a huge package marked Fragile all over it. <laughs> I got another T-shirt, limited edition Ooh, T-shirt. Ooh, I love that. That looks great. That's a great shirt. What type oh is that? Do you know, gosh. Andrew? No, that's probably hand. That's probably custom type. I got a upside got down a print rag. Is that a shop towel or yep. shop rag? Shop, shop rag. It's a shop rag that says "Industry Blood Sweat Mostly Tears." Yeah. Which a is ba- like their industry thing. bandana, which is sweet. Ooh. Why aren't you wearing that? Tie it. Yeah. Tie your beard up with I'm it. Good. Tie, yeah. Tie it. Uh, tie your beard like up a, like a bonnet. Oh, wear like a bonnet. Two industry patches. patches. Great. So oh, one is circular man. and one is like, I don't know what you call that other shape. I want one of those right here. Yeah. I want the yeah. colorful one right there. I got the Seinfeld uh, industry pin. Man. That one's fun. Um, That's good. I got there. And then these two, I think, are 10 uh, year anniversary pins the uh, Blood, Sweat, and, and Tears. The Six Fingers. Oh, it and, is. Because, yeah, he's six fingers and four fingers. So that's 10. Yep. And then also this X Smart. logo. 
I love that so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then also, right. so this box was heavy. And so I opened it and all that stuff was on the top. And I was like, why is this so heavy? They also and sent the Xbox me. Xbox One. A six, oh, pack, beer. A six pack. A six pack yeah. of their Austin Beer Works beer, the, the blood there orange. There are less salt than sixes beer. in there. Yeah, that looks like a five pack. <laughs> the other one, they also sent me a cozy and I put a beer in cozy. it and I'm drinking it right now. No, it's a hold cozy. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it pronounced cozy or koozie? It's it's koozie, but that one might be super cozy. I don't know. It I is cozy from my beer. It's blood cozy sweat from tears. my beer. Oh, so they do put blood, sweat, and tears when they do that circular mm-hmm. badge. And then other places they say the mostly, mostly tears. Yeah. Got it. And this beer's good. I was telling Patrick, so I opened it and started drinking it before we started. And it caught me off guard because I forgot it was blood orange. And it's oh, almost yeah. like a sour. It almost is, if you've ever had a sour beer, it almost tastes like that. It's very, like a very citrus bite. But then it has that salt kind of taste in it. Um, which to my palate feels like a sour. It's really good because I like sour beers. It's just not what I was expecting when I opened a beer and drank it. I would love to try a, a blood orange beer. That sounds great. It's good. Um, but Luke yeah. can ship you one. I could ship just, you one. I could probably just order something from industry and just maybe they'll send one. Yeah. Yeah, just do that. See, but now it feels weird because they did such a nice thing that now to buy something from them would be like I was trying to take advantage of it. So now I feel like I can never buy anything from industry ever again. Well, that's dumb. You should buy all the things from them because their stuff, as yeah. you've seen, is amazing. Yeah, it's I true. feel like that that's flawed logic. But uh, <laughs> but I respect your decision as an adult and a blue-eyed man. <laughs> Thank you. Um, your eyes look super blue right now on screen. I mean, the shirt. The shirt. The shirt you it? should yeah. always be wearing blue. Never wear anything else. Well, do I look he like usually I is. He's usually an icy that, heart. wear that blue button-up floral and print shirt. Spear. That can work too. That's, I mean, his literal shirt. only other shirt, anyway. Right. So, um, <laughs> guys, check this out. Oh There's no! There's holes in this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can you cut this? Because that just any anything we just lost it. No, we guys, just lost you all have to, the you have to understand when you're the size that I am, you just have to wear whatever you can find for as long as you can. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what it is. I've still got for another two years. For as long as you can. For as yeah. long as you can. All right. Hmm. Well, <laughs> on that note, um, that's my week. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful week. We're going to go ahead and head into our... Master Categories? Master Categories. So that's it yep. for Around the Table. Up next, Master Categories. Every week we get to draw tokens to find out the categories that we're going to be talking about. We pick our topics based on those categories. This week's not any different than that. So, uh, Luke, since you finished us off, why don't you pick us up? Sure. Okay. So the other mm-hmm. thing of this week is I it's was like the hair of the dog, right? The hair of the dog. The last thing we had was Luke. And therefore the first thing we should have yeah, is Luke. Just yeah, keep the, it the going. The hairless dog. Yep. <laughs> I'm a hairy dog. That is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I was. Have you ever got a hair on your dog? Oh, can I say can I say this before you start? Yeah, because I don't want to interrupt you. Sure. <laughs> okay. Last week, uh, Patrick and Luke got to share all of their fun and cool stuff that they got from uh, from Squared Co. Squared Co. Squared Co. Had, like a nice little Christmas package. Um, so I'm repping one of them right now. So here's uh, I got a Krang pin. Yeah. Do you see that? And then uh, here is my my uh, little. My episode artwork with my pin face on it. Yeah, there we go. So we all did, and we've all shown it. So congratulations. Thank so you stop again. Stop emailing Square. us, Mark. 
So, <laughs> so thank you, Mark, um, for sending that out. And I wore my I wore my shirt. It's a it's a red Squared Co shirt. It's red and it says Squared Co across the the chest. They're comfy. And my friend, they are comfy. My friend EJ, um, you guys met EJ said uh, yeah. he's like, are you are you trying to be the referee from the Karate Kid? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he pulled up a photo, and it looks just like that shirt. It's all red, and his shirt is his shirt is all red, and it says referee in big block letters right across the <laughs> chest, just like that. Nice. Um, I thought it was a funny uh, call out. Okay, sorry. That's funny. No, Luke, it's fine. Uh, it's good. Take it. Yeah. So the the other thing this week is I was not in uh, Ohio. I was out of town. I went uh, and covered um, CES for a friend of mine. He runs a website that is dedicated to Android and all things Android. Um, and so he took me out to CES with him in Las Vegas to cover the show. Um, it was my first time at CES. It's the Consumer Electronics Show, if you didn't know what it stood for. And here's the crazy thing about CES. It's, so it's not open to the public. It's only press and professionals. So professionals oh. being manufacturers, uh, distributors, any kind of buyer for like uh, retail stores and uh, just general press. Um, and it w- it's huge. I mean, it's packed. It takes over the Las Vegas Convention Center and other auxiliary buildings there's uh multiple things in hotel ballrooms and uh companies will rent out suites to have more like of an intimate like showing of uh different tech um it's massive and it was really really awesome so um as far so i had art and design this week and so the thing uh the main themes for ces this year um Design-wise are uh, flexible screens, so screens that you can roll and uh, roll up. LG was showing a TV that can roll up like a yoga mat. And um, AI, so any kind of artificial intelligence, whether that's in a phone, in headset, in a TV, in your car, in uh, any kind of robotics, like um, in your house, whether it's something like a Roomba or... um, driving like screens where somebody can log in uh, remotely from another state and be a uh, video screen that goes through somebody's house and talks to them and and is like a assistant um, without having to be actually in their house. And so there's all kinds of just crazy awesome stuff. And the other thing about CES is when it's just consumer electronics show that covers kind of every aspect of electronics. So you have yeah. all of the video games, you have auto, you have 3D printing, you have cell phones, you have um, TVs, you have like it, basically anything that's electronic, it's there. The The Postal Service, the U.S. Postal Service had a huge booth this year kind of showing the innovations of like the technology for sorting and sending mail, which was yeah surprisingly interesting, but really strange. Um, all kinds of tech for wireless, whether it's uh, cell phones or Wi-Fi in your house. Um, smart smart homes are huge right now as far as like uh, speakers. So I got this. I put it, I put it a hole in one um, at a booth, and I got this light bulb. Uh huh. And okay. it's a 
connected Waffle light maker. bulb. It's a speaker. So you can plug, oh. you can screw this light into a socket and connect it with an app and play music through it. And the vibrations will slowly unscrew it while it's playing music. <laughs> Eight weeks later, so. it falls from the fan, shatters well, on the plastic. ground. It's LED, so it doesn't matter, even if it does fall and break. It's cool because, like, this company was saying, like, everybody has this type of connector in their house. So we decided, what else can we do with this power besides just light? Um, and it's cool. I mean, that's not necessarily new technology that's been around for a couple years now, but it was Light. cool to see. No, just the, <laughs> the speakers in in light bulbs. Oh, I um, see. Look, you didn't give you didn't give adequate and justifiable laughter to what he just said. That was very clever. <laughs> Thank you. Ha ha ha. Ha. Thank you. Um, but it was cool. So the other thing that was weird is so I was there as press, um, and I was telling Patrick. I was in the room with other press um, covering events, but I would look and see like their badges, and it was things like Fox News, Engadget, BBC, uh, like <laughs> real legit, like CNN, CNET, like actual news outlets. And it was very strange to be in the same field or in the same section as like these people that are covering what I view as like real news, you know? Um, sure, yeah. So that was another weird part. But CES was awesome. Like if if any part of tech interests you, there was a presence there. Um, some concept cars, man, there is a uh, autonomous uh, kind of toast, rolling toaster that um, Toyota is putting out um, that they're working with Pizza Hut for uh, autonomous pizza delivery. Um, it, it cooks your pizza in the, in the vehicle itself. Uh, wow. I was in love. I saw it and I was like, that has They've to gotta be They've got to do something to compete with Domino's though. Cause Domino's is leading the way on the pizza tech front. Sure. Not anymore. I don't, I think, I mean, after seeing that it was pretty impressive. There was a lot of really awesome stuff. Um, Andrew, you've got to look up the pictures. They'll be in the show notes. But it, when he says a rolling toaster, it genuinely looks like a giant <laughs> rolling toaster. Looks like a rolling toaster. Um, <laughs> but the, can it drive down like actual streets? Yes, like that? absolutely. Is it street legal? Yes. Uh, I'm picturing like the it's brave cool. little toaster. That's it's what cool. I'm picturing right now. It, Minus I mean, the, gen, yeah. It looks like a toaster. Like I'm not kidding. Here, I'm going to put a link. I'm gonna put a link in chat for you so that I so that I can see it. Can I mean, it's it. probably as street legal as any other autonomous vehicle is street legal. Yeah. So uh, you know, it was. I mean, it's of. awesome. There, it was really cool. There was a whole lot of stuff. The other really awesome thing, really fun thing, it was just kind of unassuming. In the middle of the booth or in the middle of the show floor, the main floor, there was this uh, booth that had like it was all white around it, and it had a company's uh, a biotech company, uh, Psych. Uh, Psychosec. Uh, it had their name mm -hmm. and then it had these posters that were all over it of like, uh, Psychosec is a lie and uh, they're trying to take your souls and stuff like that. And these posters are like ripped down and stuff like that. It was awesome. It was a kind of a, a pop up like viral marketing booth for Netflix new show uh, coming out. I think it's like February 9th or 10th. Um, Altered Carbon. It's soon. Uh, and so the idea, it's kind of kind of Blade Runner-esque, but the idea is you can... Um, there's another movie with Ryan Reynolds that came out like last year or something. 
that reminded me of the premise. But basically, you I should can, have looked it up. But it's like the exact same premise. It is. But you can put your body, you can put your consciousness and your your being into another sleeve, is what they call it in this new show. Um, whatever kind of body you want, and then um, live. Uh, you know, and have the life you've always wanted. If you're getting older, you can have a younger body or whatever. Um, but anyway, it's... Uh, like Avatar. Yeah, kind of, I guess. <laughs> um, it was awesome. You got to go through, and I'll, I'll send a picture so we can post it. Um, or uh, there's a link that'll, that'll have a picture. Uh, there was a body in this, like, plastic, uh, like... Um, vacuum sealed bag that you could like it was sitting on this metal table with instruments around it and you could just touch it and it was so crazy like it was really it was gross it was really creepy until you touched it and it felt totally uh fake like it didn't it felt like you were touching like it bothered me that people were touching it yeah Yeah, when you said that people were touching it it to me felt violated. Well, so the way <laughs> that they I, had yeah, the booth, exactly. <clears throat> it was cool because the way they had the booth, they had these two cylinders up front with a man and a woman's um, avatars there. Oh, I was going to sneeze. <laughs> I was going to sneeze like, <laughs> I was going to sneeze so like, oh. people get to see that face. Hey, Gabe, it. Gabe, please screenshot that posted in our Slack channel, please. I, go, I'm Gabe. imploring you. Oh, there you go. The noise you made before you made the face is I just. I was going to talk again, and then I realized it was going to happen, and then it still didn't happen. So my head's going to explode later. You have a sneeze that you sucked back down know, inside it's you. Somewhere. It's going to explode happen. in your stomach. Yeah. Um, but the way they had the booth was, it was like <laughs> people were taking you through the idea of what it is to to put your consciousness into these sleeves. And so one section is kind of talking about the technology. The next section is talking about kind of how you choose the body. And then the third section was uh, kind of a sample that you could see what the body looked like and felt like. Did you have to get nude and get in a Ziploc bag? No. Um, You didn't have to. (laughs) (laughs) They actually asked me to leave because I chose to. Um, Sir, we're going to have to ask you to get out of this No, 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 no. I'm I'm ready. So where's my new body? I assume I get into this. Um, Like, sir, there's no helping you. No, but they were at the the end. They were saying, um, you know, go ahead and touch the the specimen and see what it's like. So, you know, when you make the decision, it was it was cool because everybody was in character. There was a lady that was. I mean, she was not having any of it. She was like, I, 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 she might have been a plant, but she was like, this is wrong. You, you people can't do this. And like, it, it was probably a plant, but she was um, talking about how you, you can't make that decision uh, when you die. Like everybody has a certain time and when they die, they're, they're supposed to move on and, um, and kind of saying that this whole idea was wrong and, uh, she looked like I me. Mean, she just had a badge of like a um, not an exhibitor badge, but like a uh, like a purchaser badge. So she looked like she wasn't part of it at all. Um, so that was fun. Uh, another person was uh, came up and said, "Hey, there's guys tearing down your posters around the side," and um, it was really interesting. Uh, but viral marketing, man, that's I could I love viral marketing. It's so awesome how uh, companies think of sweet ideas to uh, kind of disrupt and, and get their ideas out there. Um, 
But CES was awesome. And if you have a chance to go, if you like technology at all, it has something for you. Uh, Figure out a way to go, whether it's press or whether you're a purchaser or if you work for a company and have a chance to go but have never gone, do it Uh, because it's really fun. Vegas is whatever. It's like if you like to gamble and drink, you'll have fun. But that airport. It's like landing in a shopping mall. It's great. Really? Really? Are you saying really? Do I really think it's great? Yeah. So genuinely, the layout is actually super convenient. So actually, getting around the airport is very easy. Uh-huh. Uh, way yeah, easier all, than some of the other ones. It's all autonomous cars that bake you pizzas. <laughs> no, way easier than some of the other ones. No, I mean it's. Uh, is it? Is my idea of great hanging out in a shopping mall? No, but I've been to much worse airports. It's kind of cool, like. It puts everything in a perspective, but actually it makes Vegas seem really small because when you're sitting in the airport and you look out the windows towards the city, it's just like flat open desert yeah. and this little bitty cluster of buildings. And yeah. you really get the sense that like Vegas is not that like it looks like it's 10 blocks deep and that's it, which it's crazy. obviously it's, it's larger than that. And talking but. to like Uber drivers and stuff throughout the week, um, Vegas is kind of out of space. Like so they're bordered everywhere by mountains and they've kind of built up to those ends. Um, and now, you know, everything is a premium. The price that um, the Raiders paid for their, their land. I mean, this is all uh-huh. coming from Uber drivers. So I don't know how repu- reputable <laughs> this is, but they paid so much for the land to put the Raiders stadium that it's, it's like they paid just as much in land that they will for, like moving the team there. It's like, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's haven't cool. you watched the show Ballers? Well, yeah, but they, I'm pretty, naturally. I'm pretty sure that's like based on like the current dealings that are happening, right? Yeah, but they didn't really talk about the money aspect of it. Sure, they did. Yeah, they did. They talked a lot about it. Well, kind of. I mean, I don't know how accurate it is, but we're talking, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was a fun trip. A lot of really cool tech that'll roll out sometime between, uh, this year and 2000 never. So we'll see. Uh, Andrew, you take it. We'll go back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Uh, um, so I got TV and film and I have been, uh, really putting my movie pass, uh, through the ringer. Um, I've already gotten your $90 worth, Patrick, easily. Great um, out of it, so I could stop seeing movies now for the rest of the year, and I will have uh, you won't have felt like you've wasted anything. So, real quick, movie pass worth it or not worth it? One hundred percent worth it. Great when someone else pays for it for you. <laughs> and no, it's worth I, it in either case. I, I mean, I have nothing. I have nothing to, to lose. No, I, yeah, would you I buy absolutely it again? will. Yeah, I would absolutely pay for it myself. Yeah, Costco but, is charging people like seventy bucks for eight AMC movie tickets. Yeah, Cinemark has a new thing too, where it's like eight eight ninety five a month, and you get one movie ticket, and then any other one you want to purchase is only eight ninety five too. Like you get but one again, yeah. one a month though, right? And then you get a discount of eight ninety to eight ninety five for every subsequent ticket. No, thank you. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> um, Sorry, go ahead with your yeah. post. So, uh, so I've seen a lot of movies and I'm loving it. Um, I'm even seeing movies that I like wouldn't necessarily see. Uh, yeah, because they're so free. Alamo, 
Alamo's loving it because every time I go, I at least get a drink, but I usually get food too. So it's actually costing me more to go. (laughs) (laughs) But that's fine. It feels like it's free, which is really the biggest point. Um, But uh, one notable one that that just came out. um, First, can I? No, I don't want to soapbox this, but when we get off air. Soapbox it. Guys, no, 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 no. I just, I can't. I haven't formalized my thoughts yet. The Golden Globes. Yeah. You should all wait. Right. That's all. That's all. I'm going to say that. And then maybe let's have an off-air discussion. Slack. Let's take it for, to Slack. For, right. For people who are in Slack, let's have a discussion in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway. So I saw the post. Riveting. Um, and the post was great. So the post is based on... Um, it's a Steven Spielberg film. It's Tom Hanks, uh, Meryl Streep, as well as a ton of other people. David Cross is in it. Um, Bob it's a Mr. Oden. Show reunion. It's amazing. This, this, yeah. it was like the cast. I had no idea. I didn't know very much about the film at all, other than what the the general premise was. Um, but uh, when I saw Bob Odenkirk, I, I just got happy. I love him, and I love David Cross. Um, he was uh, not wearing his cutoff jeans, which was sad, but that's fine. Um, I just came home and then watched the rest of development, and then I was good to yeah. go. Um, there are dozens of us, but we uh, what what the the film is about Steven Spielberg, and it is covering the the um, that historic event when all of this uh, information was coming out uh, back in the seventies. I think it was nineteen seventy one. I think um, when all the information was coming out that was like thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of uh, government documents showing and stating that um, Truman and Eisenhower and JFK um, all knew we were losing the war in Vietnam, but kept sending troops and uh, as a way to save face. And then, um, Richard Nixon was continuing that trend because he doesn't want to be the one to lose the war. And so instead we kept sending, sending men over women over, um, to die. And so, uh, the information was leaked and the New York times, uh, was publishing this information and Richard Nixon and his, and the government, um, put a ban on it. And essentially it was the, Hey, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to, um, communicate this information. And then it, it put into question the, the free press, um, conversation and whether or not they are allowed to stop them. Well, um, the movie is, is about that, but it's primarily about the Washington post, um, who is also kind of always playing catch up to the New York times. And, um, Tom Hanks is kind of the editor of that. And then the owner is Meryl Streep um, of the Washington Post. And it's that the whole story. I'm not going to go into it. You can read it historically or you can just go watch the movie if you want to see what happens. Um, But it's it's uh, they get their hands on this information and they have to have a a they have to make a decision about whether or not they are going to go public with the information that they have, given that this other that the um that the there's been this other ban on press about this specific topic as it pertains to like uh government uh secrets and national security and all this different stuff and so um even knowing the outcome of the film 
even knowing what ends up happening because I know the I know the history the history of that. I was on the edge of my seat this whole film. It did an amazing job as kind of as you would expect from um, actors like Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, and and from directors like Steven Spielberg. Um, I mean, it, you're kind of getting all the greats together, and and then obviously, in my opinion, when you put when you put all the right ingredients in. Um, in a story that has the tension naturally built into it, even if you already know the outcome, um, it's still it's still captivating. I actually, as I was leaving the theater, I I um, attributed it to the same feelings I had when I watched the Titanic for the first time um, with James Cameron, and we know we know what's going to happen. It's not like uh, there's going to be you know some spoiler alert. The boat goes down, right? Um, but but the story, the way that they, the way that they tell the story, the actors, the actresses, um, really does a phenomenal job of uh, of telling this story. And so, um, I would probably give it. It was a little slow at times. Um, there was a couple of moments I was just like, okay, I feel like we can speed this this decision up a little bit. But I would probably give it an eight um, out of ten. And Patrick, I know you saw it too. So how would you rate it? Well, first, let me say this, and I'm not sure if you know this, but Spielberg didn't read the script for the movie until either February or March of 2017. They were filming by May. He made the comment that this is not a a script I can sit on for two years. This is a script that is very timely. So he read it uh, again, either February, March, filming by May. They wrapped up all the editing by November and if I remember right, they wrapped up the score for the film one week before it premiered. Oh, That's, wait, wait, wait. John Williams did the score, too. Yes, yes, it's yes, like, yes. Yeah, it's like a who's who of Hollywood coming together to make this film. I didn't know about the time frame. That makes a lot of sense, because in my head I was thinking, this is really relevant to what's happening in our, in our yeah, I mean, world right now. We're talking about... I mean, how many months did I just say? It's like over the course of nine months or 10 months, this like it came across Spielberg's desk and it was finished. It's just incredible. It has won awards. And it it will continue to do so. So I, I I love the film. I mean, there is, I so, um, how do I say this correctly? There is so much to talk about. I mean, there, there's, there's so much to talk about. Um, we, we were introduced to, several incredibly like um, important historical figures, mm-hmm. but only for short amounts of time. Like as soon as I watched the film, you know, one thing I, I like to try to find out is kind of separating the, the Hollywood from history and finding out where they're crossing paths and where they're deviating and diving into the stories of people like, um, well, Daniel Ellsberg's a big one, obviously, but um, Ben Bradley, or the story of um, Ben. I can't say his last name. It's the character that Bob Odenkirk plays. Um, but learning more yeah. about his real life character. Uh, it's like Badgeklin. Ba- bad- it, it, it looks like, like uh, Badikian or something. Yeah, Badikian maybe. He, he was actually in real life. He, he's Armenian. He, by the way, he's Armenian in real life. When you start like reading more into those people and the influence they had leading up to that point in time, but also after you just realize the 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 depth of story to be told. So I love what I saw. I th- I thought it was a great pace. Um, I I the certainly has a ton of star power and and all those type of things. By the way, Jesse Plemons. I just anything he's in, I just can't wait to watch. He's he's just so just genuine. Um, 
Jesse but Plemons I, is Jesse Plemons was a lawyer oh, that showed up. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, he's in he was in Breaking Bad and and um, he's in the the movie night game night movie that's about to come yes, out. Yes, I'm really excited about that actually. Yeah. <laughs> I but so I was just left wanting more. Honestly, that I just wanted to see more. That that's, so when, uh, when the, the movie the movie kind of ends at a beginning. That's the best way to say that uh, without kind of going into too much more. It ends at a beginning, and I so badly want him to tell that story next. Well, you know so what that's I mean? what I was going to say. Is are, so both of you, you've both said this now. Is there, is, do you think there's any, if this does well, which it looks like it is, is are, do they continue that story? Do you think that happens, or is it not? Is it just a snapshot? I don't know. I mean, I could see the next story being told also being very timely. Um, I guess it would just depend on if someone writes a script for it or not, you know, it's, sure. but, but I agree with you, Patrick. I ended the film going, Oh man, we're just getting started. <laughs> um, it's like the and newsroom. I could have sat there for two and a half more hours. I mean, I should have, I would have been, had to go to the bathroom, but then come yeah. back during the well, credits, come back and then watch the next one. Because basically what it's setting up is anyone knows it's Pentagon papers. And then that moves into Watergate yeah. scandal. But then be- before that, around the same time was the, um, uh, it's the murder mystery. Uh, I can't remember what it's called right now. I believe it had to do with JFK and a woman that was, uh, her car was found at the bottom of a lake. Um, they are that making whole- that movie. They are, yes. And that happens, I think, in the lead up right towards right to the Pentagon Papers. Nice. So all that point in time all fits together. So anyway, um, really, really great uh, film. I, I loved it. I mean, Does I think it was a Meryl solid Meryl Streep her Oscar? Huh? Does this oh, yeah. get Meryl Streep her Oscar? Oh, could this give Meryl Streep her Oscar? I don't know. She did great. She, she was great, yeah. Uh, I don't she, know if she was great. I don't feel like she's ever bad at anything. Does well, she not have an Oscar? No, that's the whole thing. Like, she's been nominated so many times and not I won. I had no idea. Was so, it like how Guillermo del Toro has been nominated so many times, and then when they started playing the music for me, he said, come on, guys, let's turn off the music. I've waited 25 years for this. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll say this. So mine's a 9 out of 10. If you like the film, All the President's Men basically picks up as well where this film left off. Sure. So okay. go watch all the presidents. That's another Men, great film. Um, hey, which is what's is, on my list now. This is not, so I'll, I will pick that up now. Um, this is not uh, an additional thing, but I do want to say this. I also was able to go see, um, I got a, a pre-screening of I, Tanya. Loved, loved, loved that movie. Um, I feel like we should chat about it uh, again off air because we've already spent too much time, but Oh my gosh, Margot Robbie, um, Allison, whatever her name Brie? is. Uh, what is it? Allison Brie? It's not Brie. No, it's I can't remember her last name. But the, her mom. Um, everybody killed it in I Tanya. Such a unique uh, storytelling. Too. It's it's amazing. What? I know Allison Janney. Yeah, Janney. That's it. Um, oh my gosh. Anyway, I Tanya. Go but see Allison Brie was in the post. So there you go. There it you all fits together. Yeah, you know. It's uh, and then they all I don't know, know why Bacon. she was in the post, but she was in the post. Okay, <laughs> so, I mean she's on, but she's on. What I'm saying is she's on screen for like six minutes for yeah. the whole film. Well, so they just, just like just like actors. Sarah Paulson. Yeah, I mean, fair. Well, and I guess you could say the same thing about David Cross. He didn't exactly contribute a ton to the film. Um, hey, hold your tongue. <laughs> Um, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and hand uh, the baton over to you, Patrick, and uh, take us home. 
Have I talked about this guy? That's right. So this is an easy one. I have toys and games. And what I'm holding in my hand is the Hot Toys Baby Groot. So this was just released. Um, it, it actually just shipped within the last few weeks. It wasn't supposed to ship until I think middle of this year, maybe like March or, or um, April, something like that, somewhere between March and May. Um, but for whatever reason, they started shipping end of December. And so um, very excited. I, I don't personally, this is the first Hot Toys figure that I own. And uh, this was kind of a no-brainer because this is one that the wife can get behind, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to, when you're spending the the amount of money that you can spend on these, you have to find something that the whole family can get behind. And uh, and this is the one. So it's uh, Baby Groot, as you know him from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And uh, he comes with a Ravager outfit. Um, that's very He's important to say. He's life-size. He's it's a life size. That's the cool thing. You're able to get a life size figure. He comes with a Ravager outfit. He comes with three interchangeable faces. He comes with a couple of um, interchangeable hands. He has like the little vine stretch arms and then he has the outfit. And if you take the outfit off, then he also comes with these little like sprout things that kind of go on his body when he's not wearing the outfit. Oh, cool. And then, of course, a display stand as well. So you can uh, pose him and do whatever. So um, I actually do a full, I'm not really, there's no need to talk about him too much because I do a full unboxing of him. And uh, that unboxing is going to come out um, sometime within the next week. So just look out for that on the the YouTube channel. You'll be able to see it, but I do. I mean, it it should be expected by now, but the the quality is, is just, I, you know, I just don't know how you do any, any better on a figure like this. So the, the faces themselves are, are hand painted and um and the the fabric the zippers like everything's exactly as it should be so the figure itself is a a a bit expensive depending on how you look at it in the world of hot toys it's not that expensive a figure at all it's it's 190 dollars it's it's really cheap that also helped me pull the trigger for buying it um that being said if you're used to buying 15 dollar toys or 20 dollar toys this is going to feel very expensive. So this is a um, cut above something you'd get at Toys R Us. Exactly, it is. Um, but the 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 figure looks awesome, and uh, the the whole process has been has been easy. Um, and uh, and again, how rare is it to order something and it actually ship in like fifty percent of the amount of time that they quote? So very glad to have this figure. It's going to get displayed prominently. You know, normally I put uh, toys in this case back here. But uh, this guy is going to stay up here right in full view of me so I can stare at him when I'm podcasting. And um, and that he can stare at you. That's why he's got a happy face on. How can you be sad? So really awesome figure. Um, I, at least go check him out. I mean, it's, you know, it's like anything else when it comes to um, toys and posters and stuff. You can, you can definitely nickel and dime yourself to death where you, you think like, oh, I can't afford that. And so I'll. I'll just buy this little guy, but you end up buying 20 of these little guys. And, uh, I, you know, I, I personally, I like the idea of, of having less more meaningful pieces. And, uh, this is certainly a, uh, a very awesome, very meaningful piece to me. So, um, excited to have it. I don't really have anything else to say guys. Both of y'all okay. already have stuff from hot toys, right? I don't. Luke does not. He's oh. actually, he's expecting you to send him the group. Andrew, you have the full-size Groot, right? Yeah, I contemplated getting it while you were talking so that I could show the full-size, but the full-size is right back there if you're watching this video. In the dark. And it comes with, uh, yeah, in the dark. With uh, It shows up on this camera better than it does okay, on this good. camera. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, he's great. I'm. You know what? Say something, and I'll grab him real quick. Yeah, great. So something, uh, and I'll I grab read him. Read the real directions. Quick. Because when I got this guy, I just started, you know, like wanting to pull all the joints apart and like rip hands out and feet yeah, out. There's some and you can't do that too. Don't do it. It turns out don't do that because bad things can happen. But check out the detail. I'm not going to pull his outfit off, but check out the detail and I'll like, yeah. what do you call that? The I call that my underbrush. I'm assuming he <laughs> does too. So check out Groot's underbrush. It looks good, Your right? Your Groot w- looks way happier than Andrew's Groot. <laughs> Yeah, I have the oh angry. <laughs> I have the angry face on this on this group, but uh, where's but your only angry face, Patrick? Put that is an aggressive. On. What'd you say? Put the angry face on yours. And the problem is the angry face is in the box over there, and he's, well, he's too far away. I have the the angry face on him because he. I also got I got the deluxe version that um, comes with uh, this rocket. Uh-huh. So um, and rocket's got like actual whiskers. And real oh, clothes yeah. and all that stuff, um, and so he, I've got him in kind of a running pose, and then Groot also in kind of an angry face, and he's got his uh, um, his fingers actually articulate, like not not like this, but like the bendy, right. so that there's no like visible uh, joint. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have jointed fingers in like the traditional sense. Sure. So I will say the next hot toy item that I get. I, I want to get something that has lights on it. That's such a vague statement, but no. I need like a robot yeah. with lights. You get a Hulkbuster or an Iron Man or something. I was going to say, why don't you get the new, um, I'm just going to leave him there in frame. He's actually going to be in focus and then I won't be. Uh, right. The, uh, oh, I just came back into focus. There we go. Um, I want to get the Kylo Ren, like from, from, or not Kylo Ren. Well, Kylo Ren, but the Luke Skywalker from The Last Jedi. Have you seen yeah, him? Yeah, it looks really good. He comes with no, a blue I lightsaber. And I don't know if the lightsaber lights up, but I do know that some of them, some of the Hot Toys lightsabers light up. So, Yeah, so anyway. Um, oh, wait, awesome. wait, wait. It, The deluxe version comes with this. So this is a much cuter. The potted uh, Groot. Yeah, the potted baby Groot. So, so collectively, much, we have the entire evolution of Groot. Yeah, we have the Groot Evolution. So go check out the site, see the stuff that they have, and uh, just uh, this is again, this managed to be one of the few items I could sneak past the wife. So uh, who knows? There may be something on there for you as well. But uh, great, fi- glad to finally have one. And they just do two things. Uh, other things I'll say: packaging is as good as the figure is, and I love that they put all the artists and all the creators at the forefront. So when you open the box lid, and you'll see this in the unboxing, the first thing that greets you is the list of all the people that worked on the figure. Yeah. And um, oh, check out that rocket. Um, and so that, that's just a really awesome thing to see too. So that's my new thing. Baby group, bought hot toys again, 190 bucks. You can go check one out there, but otherwise, Andrew, I think you get to close us out. Yeah, I'm going to do that right now. Um, so like we said, uh, I'm going to pull him out of frame just a little bit, just so there you can still see him but now you can see me um yeah like we said we're going to be in orlando february 11th um through the 14th but specifically our meetup is going to be sunday night somewhere in the downtown 
or the Disney Springs slash Epcot area. We don't know yet. We're trying to decide that, I think. Um, there's been some things thrown out maybe on the boardwalk. Um, and uh, so come hang out with us. Check our Instagram. Check our website, mofonepodcast.com, to find out more information about that. And just stay tuned to that. Uh, we'd love to have you out there. And uh, find while you're there, while you're at mofonepodcast.com, you can find show notes and links to all the stuff we just talked about. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's all right below us. Um, like this video. Share this video subscribe on all the different platforms we are everywhere now um almost literally we're on youtube instagram youtube um twitter itunes stitcher google play (laughs) yeah spotify google play yeah we're all over the place like subscribe follow share Share, share, whatever whatever the thing is um for that particular platform do that thing it helps us so so much and if you want to support the show financially I mean, we're not going to stop you. Uh, go to patreon.com slash MF1 podcast. Throw a couple dollars in the bucket each month. Um, $5 gets you the blooper level where we'll send you some really cool stuff. I believe we have a blooper episode that's like right on the cusp of coming out. Should be, we're a little overdue, but uh, it's going to be a good one. We have a lot uh, to share there. So help us out. It's The more you continue to help us, the more we continue to get to do more and more things. And we have, like we said, a lot of plans for 2018. Um, and so you can help us uh, get to those uh you know, by being awesome. Um, are there anything else? Nah. Am I missing anything? Let's just get I mean, out of here. Yeah. All right. Sure. So I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. And I'm Luke. This is Groot. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butts.